Welcome to Bad Sports. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Eric Grundy. With me is Mark Bradford. Big stretch. It's a glorious day today. It's beautiful out. We hope you had a fantastic a weekend. It's a little chilly. Chilly, a little windy. But it's nice out. Sun's out. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing, I'm pretty good. I can't complain. I had a great weekend. Me too. Uh, you said you saw Tom Segura yesterday. Uh-huh. Was it was anything worth noting? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah? I mean, <clears throat> it was the second time I've seen him. It was at the DeVos, which was a really cool place. Oh, wow, DeVos. Okay, so you didn't have to really travel far mm-hmm. either. That's nice. How big is that? Is that a pretty big theater? I don't know the numbers. There's, I mean, the main floor, the mezzanine, and then the balcony. Gotcha. There's seating on the side. Would you say he was funnier this time than he was last time, or was the first um, time better? I'd say so, yeah. How's his, his material getting better? Mm-hmm. That's good to hear. I'm a big Segura fan. That's awesome, man. I went to a friend's house. Uh, yeah, you said the, you had a sleepover. I did. Did you guys play Earthworms? <laughs> we played Army Guys. You played Army Guys? Not Earthworms, though? <laughs> oh, it's Earthworms. Are you getting a sleeping bag and you crawl around on the floor like earthworms? You know, I did have a sleeping bag, but I didn't do the earthworm. They had a housewarming party. It was actually really nice. And you guys really all nice slept house. there? Yeah, we got drunk, crashed, played Smash Bros. all night, got my ass whooped. What? I like Mario Kart better. What friend was this? Maybe you think Smash Bros. is lame because you're not good at it. There's too much going on. And yeah. nobody ever tells me the buttons. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm swimming amongst sharks, dude. I don't even own a Switch. All these guys do, and I just, I try to hold my what own. What are you playing on? The Switch. Oh. Who, whose house was it? It was uh, my friend Curtis's house. Him okay. and his girlfriend Sam bought it. Nice. Oh, it was a great time. Great weekend. Played some Frisbee yesterday. Can't complain. Let's get into it. We got our uh, sports quote of the day. Take it away, Shaq. What do you plan to do after the All-Star game to get better? Buy you a new jacket. What's wrong with this one? That's horrible. No, you know what that is? That's horror awful. That's horrible and awful mixed together. Horror awful. Horror awful. Horror awful. That's interesting. That's not a real word. He's but... an innovator, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> it's You know, so the guy's just wearing a red jacket. I don't, like, do you think he just doesn't like him? Like, what's wrong with him? Mm, I don't know. I think it was an All-Star game, so he's kind of... Not taking it too seriously. I think I was just like, well, I feel like he was just trying to flex on him, like, buy you a new jacket, bitch. I don't know. I'm sure that reporter can afford his own jackets. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I was Shaq's a funny guy. Yeah. I don't think he was upset. No, it was just a, just one of his many great interviews. So we got a lot to dive into today. Very exciting. I'm actually really excited to get into this show. A lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the F1 Grand Prix, the NHL. Grand Prix. The Grand Prix. NHL, and NBA playoffs, uh, some NFL transactions, some soccer, and someone got kneed in the face in rugby. We're going to talk about that, too. But first, we're going to start with the NBA. Mark, take it away. Who do you want to start with, the Mavericks and Warriors or the Celtics and Heat? I'll let you pick. Let's do the Mavericks and Warriors. Cool. They played last night, and I heard people were bitching about the refs. We're going to go way back to game one, though. Okay. Because we got a lot. Take it away. Uh, game one, Golden State Warriors got all up in them. 112 to 87. 
Uh, wow. Yeah, that's... Wow. Uh, so, Reggie Bullock, 36 points, or 36 minutes, 12 points. Kind of lackluster going down. I'm going to go down to Luca. 35 minutes, 20 points from him. Not a whole lot of scoring over on the Mavericks. I see a lot of five points, three point, three, zero, zero. Oh. That's And that's kind of in their downfall. They just don't really have uh, the big hitters like the Warriors do. Like, I mean, at least if you if you took Curry out, not all would be lost. You still have Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole stepping up. Anyways, go on. Uh, I can move over to the Warriors. Wiggins, 19 points, 35 minutes. Uh, they spread the ball around a lot better. Jordan Poole, 19. Steph Curry, 21. Uh, and uh, let's see, as a team... Shot 46 of 82 from the field. That's pretty good. 56%. Aside from the players, do you think the Warriors are also just coached better? Because to be honest, I actually don't know the Mavericks coach name. I don't know who he is. Steve Kerr. Or no, not. Um, no, that's the Warriors. Yeah. I don't know. I think. Do you think the Warriors? Do you think the Warriors are also just well coached? Not only do they have more talent, but maybe they just have a better coach who can draw up a better strategy. Obviously, it's working. Luca hasn't been able to do as much damage as he did last series against the Suns. I'm. This is why I picked the Warriors to win it all. I think they're they're showing why they're one of the best. Mm-hmm. And the Mavericks, they'll get they'll learn from this, but they just need more than Luca. He can't do it all. Clearly. Well, you say that, but he went off the next game. They still lost though. Oh, and I expected that. I'm yeah. sure he's gonna get one or two. Uh, game two. Warriors win 126 to 117. Uh, see Luka Doncic, 38 minutes, 42 points. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Brunson went off with 31 points. Okay. Seven rebounds and five assists. And Bullock dropped. Well, see, Bullock plays a lot of minutes. 44 minutes again. Wow. 21 points. The Mavericks, they might just need to make a few transactions just to get like maybe one or two guys that can help because I, I do believe Luca is going to help develop the team as well just like Ja is for the Grizzlies I like to think the Mavericks are going to get better they're still young this is the first time in the playoffs for a while I think they, this is also the longest run they've had since like 2012 or 2011 something like that so I'm also not really surprised I think they're going to get a couple more maybe they might win another game or so, but I think the Warriors are going to shut them out. What'd you, well, you got a big scratch on your knee there. What's that? I played Frisbee yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. Whoopsies. Um, game two, Steph Curry goes for 32 points. Jordan Poole, 23 again. And Kevin Looney, that's a fun last name. That is. Uh, 21 points, 12 rebounds. Nice little double-double. Uh... Yeah, so they take a quick 2-0 lead. Game three was a tighter one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still Warriors again, up 3-0. 109-100. to 100. There was a play where uh, Luka got fucking dunked on, dude, and they actually called it back where they didn't count the slam dunk. I believe it was Wiggins that had the dunk. Mm-hmm. It was a monstrous slam dunk, which I don't know why they... I don't know why they took it back. Apparently it was a foul or something. Yeah. The thing about the Warriors, though, I will say, they're pretty fucking consistent. I think that's also mm-hmm. a key to the game plan, man. You don't really see, whereas the Mavericks, you you were saying that, like, 
like some of their their scoring's just been kind of up and down, and the same with like Luca. Sometimes he has, he goes off, sometimes he doesn't. With the Warriors, they're just money in the bank every time. Curry, Clay, Poole—they're all just like contributing, passing the ball, getting points. It's a recipe for success. Mm-hmm. Um, in that game, Luka Doncic went off again, forty points in forty minutes with eleven assists. Damn. Uh, I think the biggest scoring thing to talk about is Reggie Bullock playing 40 minutes scoring zero points Ooh. I think he was like 0 for 17 holy shit let me look at that uh, I don't know if you can go to solo stats okay oh yeah right here I'm sorry Bullock who does he play for he he plays um, Warriors or Mavs he plays for the Mavs Mavs okay so he's the other big name other than Luca. I mean not really okay. I mean he's notable just a notable, honorable mention. But, yeah, he uh, – I saw his stat line on Facebook earlier, and it was not good. Yeah, that's it. That's what I was just saying. Consistency, it sucks. You can't have those goose eggs, man. I think – I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks steal one, but the Warriors, I, they have a really good chance of closing it out in the next two games. What's going on with the, the Heat and the Celtics? Uh, Miami Heat. A real barn burner. Okay, game one. Miami Heat went win 118 to 107. Uh, Jason Tatum, 29 points in 44 minutes. Jalen Brown, 24 points. Uh, Peyton Pritchard, that's a really, that's like a I'll sue you name. Pritchard? Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard, 18 points in Sounds like minutes. he lives in a, like a gated community. Pritchard Pritchard that's the Pritchard residence. That's the Pritchard estate. <laughs> Jimmy Butler, 41 Jimmy points. Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> 41 points. Oh, I like points. that. God damn. Tyler Hero, 18 points. And Gabe Vincent, 34 points in 17 minutes. A what? It's kind of like the Jimmy Butler show. Yeah, it is. Late night with Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler and company. That's kind of what they are. They, they help, though. I see they contribute a little bit. What about your boy Duncan Robinson? Is he still getting benched? What the I fuck? think so, dude. He's not on the... Are they just going to ride him on the bench the whole time? I guess so, man. Give him uh, $90 million for nothing. I don't understand that. I, get, I, I mean, I, I guess you could say, hey, it's working, but I don't know. Celtics only shot 75% from three throw, free throw land. You know, for a, an average person, it's incredible, but like... If you want to make the if you want to make it to the championship, you gotta make them all. How many free throws do you think you'd make out of ten shots? I've done that before. Not much. I think like maybe four. I think I could do maybe four or five. It's tough. I did that. I was playing basketball a lot back in the day, or like a couple of years ago, and I would do free throws and see how many I could make in ten. It wasn't that many. I mean, you should really to get more accurate. You should really do it out of a hundred. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you probably should. And then you'd probably be like 20. Yeah. I shoot 20% from from free throws, throws, so, you know. (laughs) No biggie. What's the series at now? Well, right now it's 1-1. Okay. Uh, Celtics won game two, 127-102. Al Horford. Mm. I guess... Jason Tatum, 27 points, 32 minutes. They spread the ball around really well. You got 10 points, 27, 24, 24, 19, 10. Uh, Marcus Smart, 24 points, 12 assists. 
double, double. We should have a money sound. Cha ching. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, mind. Let's see what. And then of course, Jimmy Butler, twenty nine points. He led the team again. Uh, Gabe Vincent, fourteen. Victor Oladipo, fourteen. Hey, as well. okay. He's. Uh, I like. I'm rooting for Oladipo, but uh, yeah, fourteen's not. That's kind of. Shot a measly. The Heat shot a measly forty four point two percent. And 72% free throws. Boo, that's bad. Celtics went. Sorry, I didn't hit it hard enough. Uh, Celtics 21 for 23 from free throw land. I don't know why I'm focused on the free throw right now. No, I'm glad you are. No, this is, I mean, real basketball fans would appreciate that. And that second boo was for the Heat fans who are probably disappointed in their players, especially like Oladipo, who I mentioned in the past. Should have high standards. He has high expectations. He, the guy should... Like, at one point when he was at the Pacers, he was supposed to be, like, the guy there, the face of the franchise at one point when he was drafted out of Indiana. Uh, seeing him put up 14 in the playoffs, and, like, this is your moment, And they man. shot 50% from three-point land. 44 points? Ugh. Or 20, 44%? Yeah, that's terrible. 20 for 40 on three-pointers. I'm not surprised, though. I'm not surprised that the Celtics, at least they got a game. I think that's going to... I have a feeling this might even go to Game 7. Game six or game seven, it's going to be really close. The Celtics are not going to get – they're not going to perform as bad as the Mavericks. They're going to put up a fight for sure. They may even – I'm not even counting them out. I'm going to be honest, not counting them out. And also, I meant to say that this series is two and one. Two and one. Miami. So, okay. <clears throat> Miami wins game three, 109 to 103. Another, uh, oh, Jimmy Butler, ugh. Eight points, 20 minutes. Oof. I wonder why he only played 20. Yeah, see, I was just going to mention, now, how do you feel about the coaching comparison? Like, do you think... OG went down with an injury. Who did? Jimmy Butler. <sighs> Questionable for Monday's Game 4. Oh, fuck. We're, well, we're definitely going to see how good they can coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, if they're without Jimmy Butler, I think the odds... Bam out of body stepped up He better play Duncan Robinson now. Well, goddamn. I swear to God, if he's still bun- bench- bunches. Duncan Robinson, four minutes, two if points. If he's still bunches, he, he got, benches Duncan Robinson. He got, four, he got four minutes. This game scored two points. What? One rebound. That's actually pretty good for four minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah. What's he came in? Why, what's, why four minutes? I don't know, man. Hey, man, go ahead and get in there. Go ahead, dude. All right, that's it. Come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come back up. <laughs> hey, go back in. Time out. Duncan, come on out. Then he's just like, yeah, I actually kept you out there too long. Yeah. Oh, Sorry to give you so many minutes. I hope you're not tired. <laughs> what the fuck? You got to think minutes. how much money, how what much he gets paid. Dude. How much do you think he gets paid per minute if he doesn't play? Then it just goes up. His he's, cost per minute goes he's up. He's probably a little frustrated, but I mean, I don't know how frustrated you can be if you're a millionaire, multi-millionaire in Miami. He's gonna make like not really work five hundred thousand dollars a minute. He's probably just like, well, damn, sucks. I'd like to win a championship. But. I mean, he'll, I mean, he would still get a ring. Yeah. Uh, ben at a bayou, or Bam at a bayou, 31 points. So he had some help with, in his absence. I mean, you can see they still won. You know, uh, I believe in the first round of the playoffs, they were without Jimmy for a little bit, and they still were able. They're actually, they had a few injuries, and they were still doing well. So, again, I stand with uh, game six and game seven. I don't think. It's going to be dominated by one team, even with Jimmy Butler out. I think the Heat still could pull something off. Jalen we'll Brown. see how good they are. Jalen Brown scored 40 points. But they're going to need Butler. Nah, they're they're definitely going to, if they, 
They're going to need Butler at some time, at some point. Now, I, even if, let's say they do beat the Celtics without Butler, there's no way they're going to beat them, beat the Warriors without Butler. Their game four is today at 8.30. Interesting. Well, that is all we have for the NBA. Up next, we're going to talk about the NFL. You're listening to Bad Sports. Don't go anywhere. back we got a couple of transactions in the nfl former giants cornerback james bradbury signs a one-year deal with the philadelphia eagles the deal includes a 7.25 million guaranteed and the total possible value reaching 10 million dollars the giants released him after not finding a 10 trade. million that sounds that just sounds good 10 yeah. million dollars i know right it's just sounds a happy day say. he probably just like just had a smile on his face cool but he was actually making quite a bit at the Giants. That's why they released him. They couldn't find a trade partner. He would have counted for $21.9 million in their salary cap. He was their top cornerback. And now he's going to be lining up against our old friend, Darius Slay, opposite side of him. Which makes things really interesting now. So the Eagles, they just signed A.J. Brown. They got a young quarterback. Um... Uh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, they have another Jalen. Uh, I'm just gonna say Jalen. I know his name is Jalen. Okay. They got young quarterback in Jalen leading the helm. They got AJ Brown. Their offense looks like it's improving. Now they helped out their defense. They got two pretty star-studded cornerbacks. You're talking about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I knew. I, I, just I blanked on it too. Yeah. And he, a lot of the like Eagles fans are still. He has to earn their respect. A lot of them are unsure about him. I'm sure they like him, but people are a little. They're questionable on his deep ball. They don't know if he's really got the arm. He's definitely got the legs. He can move, but he does have nice legs. You're right. <laughs> he has speed. <laughs> I mean, he shaves, bro. Look at his. Legs. He's definitely got legs. <laughs> um, this signing though with James Bradbury uh, to conclude this headline. It's big, man. To have to have a strong secondary, that's huge. They're going to be pretty tough. They're going to give the Cowboys a run for their money for the NFC uh, South, right? I think so. NFC East. No, West. What is it? I'm blanking. Me too. I mean, I, I don't know if I would. They're going to give the Cowboys a run for their money. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think the Cowboys are probably going to have it, though. They got a pretty strong team led by Dak Prescott. It'll be curious. I'll be curious to see how their defense turns out with James Bradbury and Darius Slay. That's going to be a dynamite duo, man. It's going to be difficult. Moving on, some di- uh, some unfortunate news. Tariq Cohen, former Bears running back, ruptured his Achilles tendon during a training session. He was released by the Bears earlier, and it looks like his career is basically over, unfortunately. I just wanted to mention that because it, I did like him as a player, even if he did play for the Bears. In other news, Drew Brees made a tweet stating he is still considering coming back to the NFL. But it seems a little open-ended. He was just like, I'm still thinking. The tweet was something like, I'm still thinking about it. I did want to do an analyst job, but I think he's having a hard time letting go. Analyst, the dudes that talk on TV, Drew Brees seems kind of like a boring guy. 
But y'all don't say that. He just doesn't seem like he'd be good at it. Well, I have a feeling he's having a hard time letting go. I mean, if you watch his last year playing, it wasn't great, man. Like, compared to, like, I hate to do this, but compared to Tom Brady, just as someone who's a older veteran, I don't think, I think the general consensus was that, oh, no, Tom Brady still got it. He's fine. Now, I don't, I'm definitely not feeling that he's overstaying his place in Tampa right now like he's he's got it he's doing great they lost to the Super Bowl champions in the playoffs in a pretty tight game he's got it Drew Brees not so much looks pretty sad it looked like I'm I got old yeller vibes when I watched Drew Brees like oh this really this dog that I liked I'm kind of gonna have to put it down gonna have to watch I know it's a terrible metaphor but like seeing someone that was once once the greatest doing poorly and you're like man put put him out of his misery get him off the field it's time to hang it up i don't want to see you struggle and tarnish your legacy so i personally don't want to see Drew Brees come back i'm sure saints fans would welcome him back but just hang it of up course man they would. just hang it up it's time you didn't look good your last year you don't want to come back and be even worse. No, last year. don't tarnish, tarnish your legacy. Don't do it. You did not. It's time. You. He just looked bad. He was making terrible plays. He doesn't. He also didn't look like he had the deep ball anymore. He was struggling to push it downfield. So, that's how I feel about that. The Green Bay Packers are finalizing their four a four year eighty four million dollar contract with cornerback Jair Alexander. Good for them. Good for him. A lot of money. He's one of the best. Would you now, would you rather pay Devontae Adams that kind of money or Jair Alexander that kind of money? Devontae Adams. Really? Interesting. You've seen what he can do. He's like a receiving robot. That's how I feel. And he looks intimidating. As great as Alexander is, man. He's big and he's buff. I don't know. I think I would take Devontae Adams over Alexander. The Falcons signed wide receiver Geronimo Allison, which is like, that's kind of a meh. He was on the Lions for a little bit, and he didn't even make the starting lineup. He's, I think that's just the Falcons just trying to bolster up their wide receiver core as much as possible. Maybe he'll make he, I thought he did well at Green Bay. The Miami Dolphins bolstered their pass rush by signing Melvin Ingram. This is huge. It's big for them. But again, I don't know about their coach. We were talking about him. Remember, he looks like um, he's that little scrawny guy from uh, San Francisco. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Leave two alone. Yeah, I forgot about it. I again, he's. I think he's an offensive-minded guy. I don't know. Melvin Ingram's probably gonna do all right at Miami, but I'm just not sure how well they're gonna do. And that is all we have for the NFL. But we're gonna jump into college football. Did you hear about the whole Nick Saban drama that happened? No, I did not. All right. Well, I will break it down for you. I did some uh, good extensive research on it. Oh, I did hear about this. So, Nick they, Saban. They, they, paid, they paid someone a million dollars, supposedly. So, well, Nick Saban had some choice words about the whole recruiting process now that name, image, and likeliness contracts are available at signings. 
And he was in a press conference, and a reporter asked him about it, and he had a lot to say about it, and he got a little, uh, a little passionate. And okay, so he he believes that recruiting players. Okay, he accused teams such as Texas A&M and Jackson State of paying players to play for them. That was mm-hmm. the, yeah. That's basically like the gist of it. Now, in more detail, he does believe that recruiting player he. He believes that recruiting players primarily by making NIL deals will destroy all of college athletics and that coaches Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders are manipulating the NIL system to get ahead in recruiting. With that said, he is supportive of NIL deals and is more than okay with his players making money. But he made it clear that he doesn't want that to be the primary incentive for athletes to sign with Alabama. He... He was basically saying that he wants to maintain the traditional ideology of a college athlete. He wants them to sign, like, he wants them to sign with a college to be the best student athlete with money being an afterthought. He said that, can you, you're really messing me up right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't like, know, I forgot you could see like, that, my bad. Yeah. He said they're number two in recruiting behind A&M because they're paying everyone and that's how they're dominating recruiting. He also mentioned Deion Sanders in a way, and I quote, at Jackson State, they paid a guy $1 million and bragged about it in the newspaper, end quote. So right there in this press conference, he referred to Texas A&M and Jackson State. And remember, the guy, they won so many national championships. They lost to Georgia last year. They were in the, they took second. They also dominated recruiting forever and they're only number two like he's mad because they're number two so this is what dan sanders uh this is the gist of what he said i watched him with an interview uh with this podcast so dan sanders claims that they did not pay travis hunter the the prospect that saban was referring to they did not pay him over a million dollars and that they don't have those funds to pay players he also went on to explain that if it would go against his coaching philosophy to not only pay players more than his coaches, but it would diminish the players' motivation to work harder. Go ahead. What do you guys say? I wonder how much Dion makes to work there. He probably gets paid handsome. I mean, I'm sure he has the funds to pay a guy a million dollars. Whether or not you're believing him, you believe him, that's one thing, but I'm going to finish what he said because it's pretty important. He also went on to explain that it would go – yeah. Uh, he explained that the way he recruited Travis Hunter was by exposing him to the HBC culture. Now, HBC stands for Historically Black College, and Jackson State is one of them. He said by exposing him to the HBC culture, he's never been there before. He didn't even really know what that was. He he had only known of like Power Five programs and like the big Division One schools you can think of that have a stadium capacity of like over a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. So he's never really been in these smaller stadiums, especially ones like HBC. And he said that, uh, and I quote, bringing him to an HBC game and a game of that magnitude where we have 60,000 of your people screaming and hollering, yelling and shouting, and he never saw anything like that, end quote. What do you mean, your people? Deion Sanders was referring to black people. I know. That's what he means. So, yeah, go ahead. Can white people go there? No, it's historically black. I don't so think you can. Not yeah. allowed. He also mentioned that you know having him uh, with Deion Sanders being someone that 
Hunter looked up to was also a factor. Like he knows that. Like he looked up to him as a player. That mm-hmm. also played into it in the recruiting process. Now Jimbo Fisher, uh, the my God, speed talker. Holy shit! I'm <laughs> almost wondering if he does cocaine. He talks really fast. Maybe kratom. <laughs> um, Popular. I mean, don't uh, look. This is uh, kratom is legal. This is sad safe. Part. Safe and legal. I'm just saying, Jimbo Fisher talks really fucking fast. Like, really fucking fast. But he was in a press conference, and they definitely asked him about Saban. And this is kind of the gist of what he had to say. He responds to Saban in a press conference and says it's completely despicable for Saban to accuse 17-year-old recruits and their families of breaking state laws and taking shots at them. He claims they didn't pay anyone and they didn't break any rules. He also said that Saban tried calling him and he refused to answer and that they're done. They're not talking. And um, he's livid. But I know Jimbo Fisher isn't squeaky clean either. He's had his controversies in the past at FSU. There are some incidents where players were accused of sexual assault and he still had them play. Like, there's been some... He's not perfect either, okay? Yeah. These guys are willing to do... Oh, I, I, I'm actually excusing Deanne from this, but these and Saban and Jimbo are willing to fucking do whatever it takes to fucking win. I mean, wouldn't shouldn't any head coach? <clears throat> I honestly think... I mean, as far as not breaking the rules, I guess. I think Deanne's just fucking having fun at HBC colleges playing coaching football. I really don't think he's... I really think he's just trying to groom players and just create a culture. That's it. Jimbo Fisher is trying to, like, win a championship and make money, which I think it's ironic for Saban that, like, he's mad that they're... Even if they are paying players, it's like, bitch, you're getting paid so much. Who cares? I think you're just mad that you're number two in recruiting. You're, and he also... Saban was saying that, like, if you start paying players, it's going to destroy college athletics because so. all of... Like, because what about the programs that can't afford to pay them? Well... Fuck them. Yeah, that, like, why do you care about that now? You don't, like, you're worried about all these programs that can't afford to play players? Bitch, you coach at Alabama. Yeah. You can afford to pay every player. Even most teams that can't afford to play players still can't even beat you. So what the fuck are you talking about? You have every advantage possible. It's true. So that's my take on it. What are your thoughts? I mean... People have they've been secretly been paying players for a while. Like, I'm sure whether or not Nick Saban knows about it. I mean, yeah, was it? Well, I'm pretty sure Ohio State was accused of that too. They used to like there's that when uh, Jim Trestle was there. They were. I mean, I mean, people did, have different recruiting tactics. Like, you know. Well, why did Harbaugh, Jim Trestle leave? Because he was being investigated. Why did Urban Meyer leave? Because he was being investigated. Investigated for what? Oh, well, for paying players for breaking rules. You can't do that. There's that whole, like, tattoo parlor thing in Ohio State. <clears throat> well, explain that. They were, like, I want to say they were giving players tattoos for free. Oh, that who fucking cares about that? I'm just saying, like, they would... I don't know. Actually, I don't know what's going on about that. I just know that Ohio State was known for paying players. Mm-hmm. And that their athletic director was the biggest opponent. He was the biggest opposition towards um, N- N- NIL deals. Ohio State's athletic director was the biggest opposition to that. He made the biggest gripes towards the NCAA and refused to do that. And I think that just shows that he doesn't want other schools to have that opportunity because he's been fucking doing it and cutting corners the whole time. 
that's just my opinion. Write in and talk shit. If you disagree, please tell us about it. Anyways, go on. What, do you, what else you got to say? Uh, that was pretty much it. Um, wasn't wasn't Michigan investigated for something like that recently? Recently? I thought so. I thought they were pretty squeaky clean in terms of that. Out of all the Big Ten schools, I'm pretty sure Ohio State was the one that was in trouble for paying players. Okay. That is all we have for this segment. Up next, we're going to talk about the NHL playoffs. We are back, and we are going to break down the NHL playoffs round two, and it is a doozy. We're going to start with the Battle for Florida. Tampa Bay up 3-0. Kind of a shocker. Remember, Florida was onto a hot streak. They are also like, this is the best team they've ever had in franchise history. Their players are breaking records. They're just on a roll, but... The Lightning, they have that adversity. They are just unstoppable right now. Game one, Tampa Bay won four to one. Game two, they won two to one. And game three, they won five to one. It's kind of it's a uh, kind of a shit show. It's shit on. Yeah. Yeah, they need to they need to score more. Obviously, um, doesn't help that Vasilevsky's so good. No. He had, uh, in game two, he had 35 saves. So I, I called that when they were playing Toronto. I knew Vasilevsky was going to turn it up. He's going to be the key to their success if they do win the Stanley Cup again, which, remember, I did predict them to go <clears throat> in three-peat. Yep. In other news, the New York Rangers versus the Carolina Hurricanes. I almost said Carolina Canes. Carolina Canes. Game one goes to the Canes. They won two to one. Game two also goes to the Carolina Hurricanes. They won two to zero. And then game three, Shesterkin with Shesterkin, Shesterkin with forty three saves for the Rangers helps them win three to one. Game the series is two to one, Carolina. But don't count New York out. They did just beat Pittsburgh down three to one in the series. Mm-hmm. I I imagine this is gonna go to either Game 6 or Game 7. I don't think the Rangers are going to go down without a fight. Whereas Tampa Bay, I think they're going to I think they're going to finish Florida in the next game or so and make it to the Eastern Finals. Moving on, do you want to take it away for uh, St. Louis and Colorado? Um, yeah, Avalanche win Game 1, 3-2. Uh, Bennington with 51 saves. That, uh, that's not that... The defense was not very good on St. Louis uh, for St. Louis. Uh, Blues win game one, game two, four to one. I'm not. I didn't see that game, but uh, who did I? Who did I? Oh yeah, that's right. I picked the Capitals, and they're already out. Yep. But I do. I do like the Blues. I wouldn't be upset if they won either. They did win recently, so they have a history, and the other. I'm sure they have some experience in that team still of winning a Stanley Cup. So that's why I think they are giving the Avalanche a good run for their money. They lost game three, five to two, but an interesting scenario occurred where the Avs forward Kadri collided into defender Cal Rosen and they crashed into Bennington, leading to a lower back injury. 
it, also a serious ending injury for the goaltender. That sucks. Unfortunately, what sucks even more is that it's led to Blues fans sending death threats to Kadri. But I mean, like, what is a death threat? Like, if it's just like, hey, I want to, I'm gonna kill, kill you. Like that's, that's not what a that death threat. Like, but that, like, you don't take can't take something like that seriously. It's just a fan. Being like, uh, like if you said that'd be like if you said something to me, it'd be like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. Some people are pretty psychotic, man. Ninety nine percent. The statistic is like ninety nine percent of the time you have nothing to worry about, but every now and again you do have that one percent that just will lose their fucking mind. In my opinion, no. So actually, have it up. I want to see what you think about this. I got the the player pulled up right here. Face-off win for the Avalanche. They try and put it around the wall. It's picked off and hits the linesman. And goes right into the slot. And that's where you don't want to allow Vladimir Tarasenko to shoot that puck from. But a great save by Kendra. This one not handled by Bennington. And Kadri uh-huh. was right there. He was driving to the net. Trying to find that, that bad though. And just right I think the death threats are completely... Yeah, I don't know if that like wasn't a very good angle. Or unacceptable. How did he get and hurt? also... Irrelevant. I don't even. He got well. He got hurt because he was crushed into by two players. Which I feel like it's kind of bullshit that Kadri's like this video is titled "Kadri Crashed into Bennington." I think that's uh, I think that's baloney. I yeah. think it's it should be called Kadri and Rosen crashed into Bennington. <clears throat> Rosen is, in my opinion, watching that video. If I don't know if you noticed, right here. I feel. I feel that Kadri was actually trying to skate right. He was trying to go yeah. right. It's just a hockey play. And then Rosen, for some reason, was just going for the puck and hit. Well, I mean, not some reason. I know he's going for the puck, but, like, he crashed directly into him. He actually shouldn't have really well, been going for the puck. I think the goalie he, he wasn't should have had it. Well, yeah, but Kadri, Kadri was just crashing the net like you're supposed to. Yeah, exactly. But he looked like... He was crashing the net, but he looked like he was going to take a safe, like, right. Like, yeah. he was going to avoid contact. Mm-hmm. And then he runs into Rosen. Rosen crashes into him and bringing him into Bennington, which it looks like Kadri was kind of on the outside, so it looked like he made the most contact, and he's got the he takes the brunt for the hit, which, yeah. honestly, I feel like it's Rosen's fault. It's Rosen's fault that Bennington got injured. Had he not been there. But that's just... That's something you see in hockey all the time. They just went into the goalie. A lot of the times they stop right before. I do not think that was intentional. He no, got hit into Bennington, and it sucks. Bennington's been standing on his head, and it looked. And their goalie, the backup goalie, I believe, gave up like four goals right after that. Not looking good. Bennington, again, we mentioned, had 51 saves. And if they are going to beat the Avalanche, they need someone like him to lead them past the Colorado Avalanche, which doesn't look like it's going to happen now. And I don't, again, I don't think Kadri, those death threats are not warranted, man. He didn't do it intentional. It's just, it's also just hockey. It happens. You're going to, like, have those hits. The goalie wears equipment for a reason. That shit happens. In other news, back to the battle for Alberta. Calgary versus Edmonton. The Flames. What up, man? This is a Fucking game one right here. Wow, nine to six. Not, Flames win nine to six. I don't know how to say this guy's name. Kachuk. 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 Hit a hat trick. 
Hope to the Flames win. Kachuk. Kachuk. That sounds pretty close. Uh, game two goes to the Oilers. They win five to three. Game three goes to the Oilers. They win four to one, led by Evander Kane with another hat trick in the I mean, the dude is playing hockey. He's doing well now. And also, Dreisaitl had four ass. <laughs> you did it again. I noticed it, and I almost laughed out loud. It's, <laughs> I, that's my maybe signature. They used to, maybe they used to put ass, and they were like, you know what? We look silly doing I that. I abbreviate assists with ass, A-S-S. Dreisaitl had four ass. Connor McDavid had three ass. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, but the, I think the headline here is Evander Kane, who has been on a bunch of teams. He was just uh, kicked off the Sharks, essentially. And now he is leading the fucking charge for the Oilers in Alberta. Yeah. And he's got a hat trick. He's playing well. This is my team. I, I know I, I picked the Lightning to win it all because that's who I think is going to win. But mm-hmm. who, my heart, I want the Oilers to win. I want McDavid to get a ring. I want Dreisaitl. I don't really care if Kane gets one. It'd be cool. It'd be a cool redemption story, but not so much. I don't really care. Yeah, I mean, as long as he's not still a turd. Like, I don't care if he wins, if he still does all the same shit he used yeah. to do. I'd like, I would actually just be happy if he became a more responsible, mature adult off the ice. That's all I really care about. Uh, any final thoughts in the playoffs, Mark? Anything uh, you want to you know, say? <clears throat> get off your chest? The... The games have not been as close as I would like them to be. That's what I thought, too. The first series. Even if they go, like, the series themselves could, like, you could say they're close, but the games are just really back and forth. Yeah. I mean, 9-6 to is fun. At least there's scoring going on. A lot of scoring. Yeah, I mean, Evander Kane's really playing some good hockey. Uh, Almost, like, kind of scary good. Yeah. This is kind of how he was playing when he first got into the league. I remember I had him on a few fantasy teams. Absolutely. This is what kind of drew national attention to him because he, he was a pretty decent player. Mm-hmm. And then he had a little drought, and now it just shows how important it is to be on a good team with really good players. I, I've noticed Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is the face of the Oilers, but I've noticed he is really being more of a playmaker. He's not necessarily, like, he's not getting the hat tricks. He's doing more work setting up the plays, which I think is really interesting. Like, we're starting to see another element of Connor McDavid. Usually, you're so used to seeing Connor McDavid dekes through, like, four defenders and scores a crazy backhanded goal. No, now you're just seeing, oh, Connor McDavid's got, like, three assists. Like, he, I like that. It's sound hockey yeah. to me. Well, Connor McDavid has always gotten a lot of assists. I know, but I feel like he's more known for his crazy breakaways and his goals and stuff. And even him and Drysaddle, they're just playmakers right now. And you yeah. got they're just feeding it to Kane. And I'd say that uh, the series that's probably the most sound hockey, in my opinion, is um I don't know maybe like the the Canes and the Rangers. Like it's yeah. not that high scoring. Although the Rangers did win three to one, but it's just like two to one, two zero, three to one, really close. Lots of scoring chances still. Yeah. Shesterkin, man, forty-three saves. What a fucking game, though. Like, that. What a battle that is there. These games have just been absolutely exciting to watch. I don't care who wins. I think whoever does win the Stanley Cup this year is gonna really earn it. They're gonna get a lot of respect. This might be the most. These uh, these might just be the most exciting playoff series I've seen in a while, in my opinion. 
but maybe we say that every year. <laughs> that will conclude our NHL segment. Up next, we're going to talk about the Formula One Spanish Grand Prix. This Sunday, F1 held their Grand Premio de España in Barcelona, Spain, the Spanish Grand Prix. Grand it was a beautiful day. It was scorching hot. I want to say it was like 112 degrees. Wow. I'd be like, fuck this. Let's leave. <laughs> well, they had umbrellas there. Nah, fuck that. An umbrella? <laughs> umbrella? 100, 112 degrees. Oh, what? No. no, sorry. That means... I'm fighting for my life. Imagine being, everybody has an umbrella. You can't fucking see anything. No, you, yeah, you can. I don't know. Maybe you're right. So the final results were Verstappen took first, Perez second, a good Red Bull one and two. George Russell took podium at third. Carlos Sainz, the Spaniard, took fourth. Hamilton fifth. Bada sixth. Ocon at seventh, who started at 12th, by the way. Norris 8th, Alonzo, who started at the back of the grid at 20th, placed 9th, wow. and Sonoda, who took 13th, took 10th, who started at 13th, took 10th. I wish this was your first Grand Prix, because this one was actually really fucking exciting. A lot of drama. Uh, uh, some notables, Magnuson, Ricardo, and Mick Schumacher, who qualified 8th, 9th, and 10th, they, both, they all failed to hold on to points. During the race, Ricardo made his 216th start, becoming the most experienced Australian F1 driver ever. So here's some of the uh, scenarios that unfolded in the Grand Premio de Espana. He had Leclerc right off the gate, right when the lights out. He made this stellar move, like took a sharp right to go across the tarmac. And just cut Max off immediately to hold on to first. That was a. It doesn't seem like much, but that was kind of everything. He was able to close the door on Max right before turn one. Later on, Science hit, or actually, we're right at the same start. Science hit an anti stall at the start, lost a pace, lost a place to Perez, and made contact with him in turn one. Gonna have to explain to me what anti stall is. So basically. I know it means don't stall. Like, uh, it's the opposite of stall? So, basically, he just had a really poor start. Oh. He did not get off the line as quick, which Martin Brundle had a great explanation of it and said that, like, when you don't get off as quick, you're not on the attack anymore. You're actually worried about people getting, getting who have you faster from behind. pace behind you. Yeah. So, he put himself in a bad spot, <clears throat> kind of stalled out at the start, did not get off right away. Uh, I believe he was third. Science started third. He lost a lost place to Perez, and then made contact with him. Hurt, like I think it damaged his front wing a little mm -hmm. bit. In turn one, and then in turn four, uh, one of my favorite drivers came back. Him and Hamilton collided. The stewards ruled it a racing incident. I think that was that was the right call. I think both of them kind of messed up. I do think K Mag turned into him a little bit, but I also think Hamilton had just a tad titch bit of uh, understeer. I'm not going to just roast Hamilton. I, do, I don't think he did it intentionally. But, funny thing is, Hamilton was voted... So tell me what you think about this, Mark. Hamilton was rewarded at the end of the day as driver of the day. But after that lap one, turn four incident with K-Mag, he had a tire puncture. 
-hmm. and he was dropped back to the back of the grid. Hamilton suggested that to the team to retire the car to save the power unit after falling to the back, and this was his quote, and I quote, I would save this engine, guys, if I was you. Sorry, end quote. Do you think that's deserving of driver of the day still? Because he did come back and finish uh, fifth, but a lot of people are just saying, how was he the driver of the day when he wanted to quit after and the team had to tell him no Hamilton stay out we can get eighth place and then he came back and what, what, how did he finish fifth. fifth yeah a lot of people were just That's mad that, yeah what do you mean the, I mean obviously the car was fine a lot of so this is a seven-time world champion whose fucking motto is never give up keep pushing do this I didn't know that was his motto That's so it's been like his motto is like we got this guys never give up always keep fighting and everyone, like, even Martin Brundle, all these guys were just like, come on, man. Like, I don't like that. I don't like hearing that. Yeah. Everyone heard it. Everyone heard him say, I would save this engine, guys, if I was you. Sorry. And the engineer had to tell him, no, dude, stay out. Stay out. Yeah, we're we're going to go for it. Magnuson, on the other hand, he was, like, 20 seconds behind the behind him. He was way back. He was, his race was literally over. Some other drama... Science spun out at turn four, but he was in the gravel and was able to get out. Verstappen also turned, spun out at turn four, but not as bad. Had a faster recovery than Signs. The probably the the climax of the whole race, or just the most exciting part, was uh, George Russell when Verstappen went off at turn four. George mm-hmm. Russell moved into second, and he was defending both Red Bulls brilliantly. He had Perez uh, in third, Max in fourth. And then right after that, Charles Leclerc lost power, had to retire his car. So now Russell's in first. Mm-hmm. And he's got both Red Bulls coming after him. And then per- uh, uh, Russell and Max both pitted. <coughs> and then at one point, it was Russell and Max battling for first. And it was like probably the most exciting part of the race. They were just, uh, there was a moment where they went around turn one. Max tried to, like, had the edge going on the outside. And then Russell responded back. Uh, fucking brilliant racing. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou retired for the, uh, for Alfa Romero. He's having car issues. I feel bad for him. He's not really having a chance to show. How I know good the he last is. the last race I watched, he retired early. Yeah, he's been he's been having car issues. I don't know what it is, but then you got Bottas, who's just having the time of his life, getting points. I don't think Guan Yu Zhou deserves any criticism yet. I just don't think he's had the car to really prove himself. Max and uh, Sergio Perez hold on to one and two. Russell takes third despite uh, having warnings of overheating for his car. At the very end, Hamilton and Sainz battled for fourth. Sainz overtook <coughs> Lewis Hamilton with DRS going into the last lap to secure fourth place. Max and Red Bull now lead the standings in both Constructors' and Drivers' Championship. It was a great race. What do you think? What are your thoughts? <coughs> I mean, it sounds like it was a great race. Um, a lot of back and forth, <coughs> first and second. Um, a lot of overtakes. Do you that have Hamilton a, stuff's a little wild. It's not interesting. How does, like, as someone who's kind of new to the sport, how does that make you feel about him? Like, he's a seven-time world champion. He's also regarded as the greatest race car driver to ever be born on planet but Earth. But that was back when they didn't have <clears throat> all the rules of... The cars having to be the same, like the guidelines. That's what I'm saying. But the new regulations. 
I'm not saying Hamilton's bad. I just didn't like his attitude suggesting to quit. I just didn't no. like that. <coughs> uh, up next, they're going to be racing at Monaco, which, in my opinion, is kind of a boring race. It's historic, but I, I think it's all about qualifying, and there's it's so narrow that there's very little action like there is today. There's a lot of action in Spain, which is great. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. Um I'm sure Leclerc is going to really... He'll be upset if his car breaks down. But he's... He's DNF'd at Monaco a few times, so... We will see how that goes. In other news, we're going to jump into some uh, FIFA. Into the Premier League. Manchester City. Man City wins the Premier League. They won uh, back-to-back championships four times in five years. They also signed... The top player, 21 and under in the world, Erling Holland, who's this Finnish Erling? kid. Erling Holland. Erling Holland. Signed him from Dortmund. <laughs> so not only did they win the Premier League Championship, but they got one of the best fucking up-and-coming stars coming to their team next year. So it's like, I expect them to have it. This is going to be a dynasty in the making. Uh, other cool uh, news, Leeds United coach... Jesse Marsh, who's the second American to coach in the PL, he led his team out of regulation, re- sorry, relegation, stays in the Premier League next year. Nice. So that what that means is that the bottom three teams are relegated to the lower-tier Premier mm-hmm. League. And That's Jesse cool. Marsh took over in the middle of the year. They were above relegation, but then during his tenure there, that short period, they were... They fell down, and then they scored a goal, and they won their last game to stay out of it. Very exciting. Happy for him. So kind of the bare minimum. Bare minimum, but it, it still it has a big impact on his reputation still. that Like, the fan base is, like, because they weren't relegated, mm-hmm. the fan base still embraces him. Like, hey, well, we this guy's not a total disaster. We are back in the Premier League. We'll get to see how good he really is because he'll have a full year. Okay. And in other news, um, not in the Premier League. I want to say this is Serie A or like for PSG. Kylian Mbappe signs this fucking one of the craziest sports contracts I've ever heard of in my life. Kylian Mbappe reported to sign a contract at PSG with a $300 million signing bonus. Jesus. $100 million a year. Sorry, 100, $300 million euro signing bonus. $100 million euro a year salary after tax. He will also help decide the coach. He will have a say on the sporting director. And he can approve signings and sales. So he's almost like a GM. He's a player, assistant player coach, and GM. GM. And some cool. of you are like, who the fuck is Kylian Mbappe? Kylian Mbappe is this uh, French player who's like, I want to say he's like 24 or something. Jeez, he's he's a world. He's pretty young. He's not that old. He is a World Cup winner, which, by the way, Lionel Messi, you know who that is? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a World Cup. Kylian does. He's got some insane accolades. He is going down as one of the greatest soccer players ever. He, a lot of people didn't expect him to stay at PSG. There were rumors that he was going to go to Real Madrid. Real Madrid. And he's staying with PSG, man. He's going to make a ton of money. That's staggering. Absolutely staggering. And that's all we got for soccer news. Here's a... Oh. What's our bad sports moment? Uh, Let's go with that one. 
So we got our bad sports moment. All the PGA uh, Tour as well. This is last year. It's just a. So this is Tim English gets kneed in the jaw from Aaron Naughton in rugby. We do a lot of rugby. So this is not good here. Some collateral damage. Damn. The knee to the jaw. That looked like a fucking His UFC flying knee. Did it knock his ass out? Straight, yeah, it looked like it. Straight up Jorge Masvidal his ass. Dude, for sure. My God. He was so, this guy was like lunging up to catch the oh ball. God. And just fucking needs his teammate in the jaw. I wonder why he just like, his knee was just stuck out like a fucking. He really led like he with tried it. to do it on purpose. He really led with his knee, that's for sure. <laughs> It's almost like, did he really have to? Is it necessary? Let's watch it again. Oh, jeez! He extended it a little bit, too. He's like, got him. Got him. Direct hit. That guy busted his ass on the way down, too. Oh, he did? I didn't even notice. Yeah, watch watch the, watch the guy who needed Oh, yeah. <laughs> you see his hair bounced up like yeah. that. Bam! <laughs> He's like, ugh. Oh. Look at his hair. It's funny. So that's our bad sports and moment. he died. He's dead. He's Yeah, he's dead. Uh, we were we kind of had a tie. We were going to talk about uh, the PGA. This was going to be our PGA, or uh, our bad sports moment, but we'll just talk about it. Uh, the 2017 PGA Championship winner, what's his name? Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Something else. Justin Thomas uh, spoke out about the... The concession prices at the uh, hey, where are my notes? I'm sorry. Oh, the recent tournament Southern held Hills at Southern Hills uh, Country Club. Sorry, I said championship course. Southern Hills Country Club charges eighteen dollars for. Is that a what beer. you thought CC meant? I shut up. Championship course. <laughs> I'm like, why do you have I championship it, course? I thought country. I read that. I thought I read that somewhere. <laughs> uh, at the Southern Hills Country Club. <laughs> I'm like, the championship course, that doesn't make any sense, but Charges, okay. They charge $18 for a beer and $60 for a salad. What kind of beer, though? Because if it's like a two-hearted... It's a Nickelab Light. If it's a tall, if it's a, if it's a tall two-hearted, that's they not that bad. They have a picture bad. of it right here. Mick oh, no way. Yeah, for dude. a Mick Ultra? They're no, 25 that's, ounces, bro. That's $8 tops. Well, I mean... Twelve would be agreeable, you think? I think, uh, man. But I mean, I only rich people go to this sure. shit, so they know they can I'm afford it. I'm not sure. I'd pay twelve what's that bucks underneath for that. It? Does it show what's underneath it? Just more, just oh. more. It's the same. Just Michelob Ultras too. God damn. Just Michelob How good is that salad too? Sixteen bucks. Oh no, that's what I want to see more. Better of. be a chicken salad at least. Who the fuck goes to the PGA Tour like I'm gonna get a salad? Oh, this is what Justin Thomas had to say. Oh, hang on. That's an Asian woman in a car. That's not That's Justin Thomas. Isn't that Justin Thomas? <laughs> Justin Thomas. <laughs> Hello, my name is Justin Thomas. <laughs> Lexus. Your tweet yesterday about the concession prices. Is that how did you end up noticing that? Is that something that has been maybe a talk around with you guys in the locker room or something? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just saw it and I was blown away. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Julius. It's uh, it's just a bummer. I mean, it's you, you don't want you want people to want to come to the tournament, and um, I mean that's if if I'm on the fence and I'm looking at that concession stand, that's not the greatest thing. But 
at the same time, people aren't like coming to a tournament to necessarily like, oh, I'm going to go buy a Michelob Ultra. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just was blown away um, because I've never seen a beer $18 or $19 even in my life. And um, guys have been talking about it. So I, you know, had to stand, stand up for the fans. I felt it was He's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. He's the modern day Batman. Like why the also how come he's the only golfer standing up and talking about this? They should they should all be. Where's uh, what's that the guy with the mullet? What's his name? John Daly. Where's John Daly at? He the should be. He's not on tour. I know, but he should be. He's a. He drinks diet cokes. <laughs> Did you see? So he he's played. He played around somewhere, and they were like, uh, his, what his round consisted of. It was like two packs of cigarettes, like twelve diet cokes. Whoa, that's a lot of Diet Coke. I know, dude. something 12? else, and it said 0.0, 0 ounces I of water. <laughs> I couldn't force myself to drink 12. Dude, he loves Diet Coke. Oh, no, it was it was like 27 cigarettes, uh, like 12 Diet Cokes, like five ba- five or six bags of peanut M&Ms, and 0.0 ounces of water. Let me I see if I can whole, find it. I ate like a two-pound bag of uh, peanut M&M's once and I got really fucking sick. Like my stomach was Really? Aching. Did you throw up? Almost. It Almost. was actually like my my I was in pain, dude. My stomach was oh, it was agonizing. But they are good. <laughs> I haven't had them since though. They are fucking great. John Daly 18 hole diet. Would send any golfer back to the clubhouse. <laughs> Says John Daly is as close to a real life Happy Gilmore on the PGA Tour we will ever see. Oh, absolutely. The 56 year old Dardanelle, Arkansas native, is the perfect amount of rowdy fun and athletic phenomenon as you could find in any sport. Um, John Daly, 18 whole diet, included over a gallon of Diet Coke. Holy shit. A gallon? <laughs> yeah. He hosted a meet and greet in a Hooters parking lot. That's That's fun. That's Let's a good see. time. Right here, 21-6, 12 Diet Cokes, 6-pack of peanut M&Ms, and 0.0 ounces of water. Holy shit. <sighs> oh, he's still alive, Yo, too. watch this fucking kick, though. 77 yards. That went 77 yards? Yeah. Did he go in? Yeah. Whoa! Ay, ay, ay! The fucking gall on this kid to just even, like, attempt that. Hey, Cherry Gutierrez? Whoa. Like, is that his it. name? I think so. That's sweet. Oh, no, everyone's name is Cherry Gutierrez. It says Cherry on top. Okay. Look, Cherry. Cherry, <laughs> Cherry Quivers. Dude, what a goal. I just had to just slap them. So Felipe Gutierrez scores with an insane five from 77 yards out in the Chilean Premier Division. That was fucking nuts. Also, look how crazy these uh, Milan fans are. Milan, the movie? Uh, no, the city in Italy, dumbass. Oh. Yeah, I thought you said Milan. I just said Milan. Yeah, Milan. so thank you very much. <laughs> Milan. Get your fucking language right. Dude, this would fire me up. What is that? What are they? Where are they? Inside a stadium? This is Milan fans at the Stazione Centrale in Milan before their departure to the Sassuolo away game. They ended I like, up, I like Milan actually won languages. the Series A. So, like, they won it all. They won what it was all. that? Was that indoor lacrosse? Go down? Yeah, I think it's so dumb. You think it is kind of dumb? 
Sorry, you know, there's ice sorry lacrosse there. fans. I just, I'm not into it. I don't even know where the ball is. Turn around. Where's the ball? It's got it right here. That's stupid. It's just like, I already knew it was going to happen. I just don't like. Yeah, I can't believe it's in. They, like, just stick, keep this shit in college where it belongs. Just, just let the rich kids in college play it. I was like, let's say he field. just runs off. How can we, like, they don't shake hands or anything? They just run off the I don't field. think that that was uh, any, I don't think, I think it was just like a season game. I don't think it was like playoffs. They don't shake hands or anything? I don't think it was playoffs. I think it was just a regular game. I know, but even after a regular game, you don't shake hands? In every college, in every, not, maybe not in, this is like arena league. The rampage like, we win, do that shit. and they just get off the field. Like, even at, usually at, like. Not in, like, regular season games. Okay. Like, you know, if they do it in hockey and overtime win in hockey, they just go right off. It's overtime. Let's celebrate. Yeah, it's it is. a series. Colorado leads series 1-0. It's playoffs. Yeah, but the series isn't over. Okay. It's a best yeah, of three. Oh, yeah, I get that. I get come that. on, dude. Come on, you want dude. Everyone to... Come on, man. Come on, man. Not everything can end with a handshake. Oh, wow. Um, A 30-year-old runner died and 15 others were taken to the hospital after Brooklyn Half Marathon. Dang. What happened? What is this? Sorry about the, the downer. Yeah. Whoa. What happened, though? So, one runner died and 15 others were taken to a hospital after running the Brooklyn Half Marathon on Saturday amid unusually warm and humid conditions, according to city officials. Mm. An FDNY spokesperson told Insider in a statement Saturday evening that four of the injuries were serious, eight were non-life-threatening, and four were minor. One person refused medical treatment, the spokesperson said. The runner who died was the 30-year-old man who collapsed just after passing the finish line. Damn. It wasn't immediately clear whether his death or other injuries were directly related to the heat or humidity. The event took place on the same day that officials issued a heat advisory for the New York City area. An air quality alert was also in effect. Mm. That's a big factor, too. That sucks. I think it's kind of interesting that he finished, though. He's like, I don't Uh care. At least I finished. Imagine being so tired that you die. That's what I imagine it is. It's like that you're like, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Uh, and then you just fucking, you finish the race, you lay down, and then you're just dead. Do you think one of his family just members was just like, did he finish, though? Did he, but did he finish the half marathon? That'd be pretty whack if he didn't. That's, it's still just a half marathon, too. Like it's still just that's, a half marathon. That's terrible. The 13.1 mile half marathon route. Oh, that's a long. That's long. Oh, yeah. That's a wild. What the fuck does that? Uh, um, Running is so stupid, dude. So, a marathon is 26 miles. I ran uh, three miles the other day. My legs are fucking sore. You ran three miles? Like outside? Yeah. Woo. It was tough. I Like nonstop, constant running? Yeah, it was terrible. You ran three miles constantly? Yeah. Didn't stop? Yeah, I tried to run like a 5K. Congratulations. It was bad. I can't do that. Nope, I know you can't. Well, you also can't touch the rim on a basketball hoop. You're right. What else? We I can got? even grab it. I can even grab it. <laughs> Let's see what. Uh, again. Shit, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let's see what. Um, I- <laughs> 
Guys, from day one, when I arrived, then others arrived afterwards, very few believed in us. But when we understood that we needed to make sacrifices, suffer, believe, and work, when this happened, we became a group. And when you're in a group, you can achieve the things we've achieved. Now we're the champions of Italy. First of all, I want to thank all the players. He's Swedish, too. Oops, I, was, I wanted to hit the claps. My bad. <laughs> That's well timed. Oh, let's check out Main City Subbery. Awesome. All right, well, it's almost four. We're going to go disc golfing with Pat. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to sign off. Any final words? $18 for a beer is too much. You're oh, right. man, you got a lot of stuff planned. I know. Sorry. $18 beers is too much. Well, he didn't even mention this price. We should, uh, so. they should, uh, we should protest Southern Hills Country Club. course. <laughs> We should our fan. We want to. We want our fans to boycott Southern Hills Country Club. Mm-hmm. And I'll never go there anyway. I can't. I don't. Dude, it's Michelob Ultra. It's not even that good of a beer. No, like, it's at least not. give me. A, I think they were the primary sponsor. Oh, bro. Like I did a bowling tournament that was sponsored by That's Miller Lite, and they're like, so "Make sure you drink a lot of Miller Lite." So I'm like, "No, you already got my money. No thanks." Yeah, I don't like it. You don't like Miller Lite? Nah. Yeah, me neither. That's all we got, folks. Thank you so much for joining us and sticking around. We hope you have a great weekend. Wait, no, we hope you have a great week. Yeah. My days are all fucked up. They probably We'll see you Thursday. Good night. See ya. (laughs)